Good day, friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And I hope this day finds your heart full of sunshine and your spirit full of joy. If you expect the present day school system to give you your history, you are dreaming. This we have to do for ourselves. The Chinese did not go out into the world and beg people to teach Chinese studies or let them teach Chinese studies. The Japanese did not do it either. People don't beg other people to restore their history. They do it themselves. Africans in the United States must remember that the slave ships brought no West Indians, no Caribbeans, no Jamaicans or Trinidadians or Barbadians to the hemisphere. The slave ships brought African people and most of us took the semblance of nationality from the place where slave ships dropped us off. Africa is our center of gravity, our spiritual and cultural mother and father, our beating heart, no matter where we live on the face of this earth. My friends, it's time we slip into darkness and hear some truth. Black codes were created just for us. It was laws that were designed to limit the freedom of African Americans after the Civil War. Just because the Union victory had given some four million slaves their freedom, the question of freed black status in the South was still unresolved. And here's the kicker. Under Black Code's law, many states required blacks to sign yearly labor contracts. And if they refused, naturally, they were being arrested fined and forced into unpaid labor. Outrage over the black codes helped undermine support for President Andrew Johnson and the Republican Party. When Lincoln announced the impending passage of the Emancipation Proclamation, the stakes of the Civil War shifted dramatically. A Union victory would mean no less than revolution in the South, where the particular institution of slavery had dominated the economical, political, and social life for years. Lincoln shocked many people by proposing the limited suffrage for African Americans in the South. He was assassinated just days later. Here's something... I don't believe you knew. In the years following Reconstruction, the South established many of the provisions of the Black Codes in the form of so-called Jim Crow laws. And these laws remained firmly in place 
for almost a century, and they were finally abolished with the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. You know, now I understand why my buddies in the military with me called me crazy, because when we were stationed in Georgia, I would look a white person right in the face and say no. I also understand why when my mom traveled back home in the South, I was often left at home in Ohio when I was a young boy because I was free-spoken and defiant, and she worried that I would wind up another Emmett Till. But anyway, back to our darkness. Under the Reconstruction policies, which began in 1865, the former Confederate states were required to uphold the abolition slavery made official by the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution. They were required to swear loyalty to the Union and pay off their war debts. Now, beyond those limitations... The states and the ruling class, traditionally dominated by white planters, were basically given a free hand in rebuilding their own governments. So even as former slaves fought to assert their independence and gain economic autonomy during the earliest years of Reconstruction, white landowners acted to control the labor force through a system similar to the one that had existed during slavery. So, my friends, we were free, but we were not free. Mississippi and South Carolina enacted the first black codes. Mississippi's laws required blacks to have written evidence of employment for the coming year each January. And if they left before the end of the contract, they were forced to forfeit earlier wages and were subject to arrest. In South Carolina, if you held any occupation other than farmer or servant, you had to pay an annual tax of 10 to $100. And this hit free blacks already living in Charleston hard. In both states, blacks were given heavy penalties for vagrancy, including forced plantation labor. I say it again, free but not free. Under President Johnson's reconstruction policies, nearly all the southern states would enact their own black codes in 1865 and 1866. While the codes granted certain freedoms to African Americans, including the rights to buy and own property, marry, make contracts, and testify in court only in cases involving people of their own race, their primary purposes was to restrict blacks' labor and activities. Some southern states limited the type of property that blacks could own. 
while virtually all of the former Confederate states passed strict vagrancy and labor contract laws, as well as so-called anti-enticement measures designed to punish anyone who offered higher wages to a black laborer already under contract. Now that's one of those damn moments. Black folks who broke labor contracts were subject to arrest, beatings, and forced labor. And apprenticeship laws forced many minors, either orphans or those whose parents were deemed unable to support them by a judge, into unpaid labor for white planters. Passed by a political system in which blacks effectively had no voice, the black codes were reinforced by all white police and state militia forces, often made up of Confederate veterans of the Civil War across the South. As indicated by the passage of the Black Codes, white Southerners showed a steadfast commitment to ensuring their supremacy and the survival of plantation agriculture in the post-war years. Reconstruction policies died after the early 1870s, determined by the violence of white supremacists and organizations such as the Ku Klux Klan. By 1877, when the last federal soldiers left the South and Reconstruction drew to a close, blacks had seen little improvement in their economic and social status and the vigorous efforts of the white supremacist forces throughout the region had undone the political gains they had made. Discrimination would continue in America with the rise of Jim Crow laws, but would inspire the civil rights movement to come. So there you have it, my friends. Free but not free. That music tells me that it's that time. But before I go, I want to leave you with this thought. To control a people, you must first control what they think about themselves and how they regard their history and culture. And when your conqueror makes you ashamed of your culture and your history, he needs no prison walls or chains to hold you. Until next time, my friends, it has been my pleasure. And more than that, it has been my honor.